I'm Tyler Patterson. <laughs> well, I know you were supposed to take us in, but anyways, Kira. We're, uh, yeah, you spoke up a little too soon. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, I'm Tim excited. Walcott. Tyler Patterson's here with me as usual. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing a Q&A episode today. Right. So we're going to, we've curated uh, a list of questions from you guys. And uh, we're going to go through and answer them. If we don't know the answer... Um, we're most definitely going to make something up yep. and uh, tell you that it's certainly true definitely. without a doubt yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's how you be. I think that's the uh, recipe for success right? in the fitness industry. Well, it's because we're, we're confident and we're messiahs. Confident. So everything we say is we're messiah. it's true. Well, I was, I was on board until you said that. That's oh, okay. So far. Episode 21 of Between Sets. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Yeah. Legal in the States. I yeah. said that last episode, but I wanted to reiterate again today. Episode 21, son. It's amazing. Uh, welcome. So, we posed the question on Instagram just and Facebook, I believe. Just asking like, what kind of things people want to hear from us uh, on the podcast. We got a few funny ones. Funny ones. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't speak. Uh, we got a few funny ones. Um, so from our good buddy, Tyler Ondike, the third Tyler that we're going to talk about. Uh, he's probably the most attractive, though. You know, I joke that I'm more attractive than Tyler Mora. Yeah. He's more attractive than I am. Great yeah. dude, Tyler Ondike. Um, dying piece. He asked. He's a dying piece. <laughs> he asked who would win an arm wrestle. Tyler or Tim. We should do it right now. You want it? Kind of. I feel like okay. I'd win there, you know? Let's do it. All right. Well, okay. We're going to... All right. Let's... Everyone just stay tuned. I don't tuned. think we've ever done an arm wrestle. I don't think so either. We're going to put the mic... All right. My mic's in the middle. Let's see what we got here. All right. <laughs> it's beside both the mics. This is a terrible idea. Wait, right. What do you mean? No, this makes sense. We're good. We're no, good. I think we're good. You ready? Three, two, one. Go! Go! <laughs> God! So, we're going to stalemate right now, but I can talk, so I'm clearly winning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoever has the most endurance, I guess, will win this. Oh, oh God. <sighs> Don't <be. laughs> That was actually harder than I thought it was going to be. I'll take it. I'll take it. I went up on the ropes and uh, oh, pulled the Muhammad Ali a little rope of dope. Well, there you go. That answers that question, Tyler. Thank you for doing that. Now my elbow hurts. How's, your, uh, how's your medial epicondyle? hurts man that's my lecronon processor oh that's the inside right the lecronon yeah medial wait medial's not a thing lecronon is the end of your radius no uh, all not oh god yep all not. <laughs> you're and the you're anatomy on. king not me um so tim stronger than me beer chug i'm <laughs> tim strong i'm the unequivocal champion that's not a word damn it what's the unequivocal how do you say it <laughs> what's the word tell me <laughs> equivocal unequivocal yeah Oh, unequivocal. Okay. You were like, I think you're adding in another unequivocal. Unequivocal. I, I was. <laughs> unequivocal. I am the champ of beer chugging. Funny yeah. enough. Actually. Yeah, you would absolutely beat me. In fact, oh, I wish we didn't have stuff. I wish this was later and a Friday. And yeah, not a We Thursday. could actually have gone through all of these. Oh, that would have been great. I uh, have two beers. Except for the, the home run derby, it would probably be kind of hard. And so Tyler yeah, was asking, who would yeah, win a home run derby? 
So in the beer chugging, I'd I would win. You don't know how to swing. I've seen you golf, and it's the same thing, just higher. It's funny with baseball. I swing like I would a golf swing, so the ball just goes really high. So I don't think I could actually crush dingers. I would just hit it straight up in the air. True. So probably you. Have you ever hit uh, an arm run before? I've never played baseball. We'd before. probably be. Oh, we'd equally. <laughs> we'd both suck equally. Yeah, maybe. So none of us. But the beer chug. It's funny enough. Tyler Ondek, who posed this question, is the only guy to ever beat me at a beer chugging contest. Ever. I think we did. And <laughs> so what we had to do, because we kept like going back and forth, winning and winning. Yeah. So we had to do chug and flip. So you would chug a beer and then do a flip cup. And I That's think by the it. end of the college career, we only did it a handful of times. I think he was, he won the best three out of five. Um, speed reading contest, obviously Tim, because he's a nerd. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Definitely not, even, not me. Not even a good question. I can't read fast nerd. at all. I suck. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I, I, my eyes hurt. I don't know if you noticed, but I have glasses. But uh, our good buddy Christopher Lamb, who was uh, Chris Lamb, shout out Chris 13, Lamb, fourteen. Uh, he asked, "Who has been your most interesting podcast guest so far?" So the easy answer to that question is me. Technically, I'm the I'm not the co-host. I'm just a guest every episode. There we go. Not actually. How do you like that one, Chris? Here's my actual question. Here's my actual answer. My grandpa. My dad and his other son-in-law would ask, like, would say, like, I'm the favorite son-in-law. No, I'm the favorite son-in-law. They went back and forth like a couple of kitties. A couple my, of kitties. My grandpa said, I hate you both the same. So I'm going to say, I hate all of our podcast e- guests equally. He didn't ask who you loved the most, though. He asked who was the most interesting. Oh, damn it. You're all, e- you're all equally as uninteresting as the other. There you go. Nice. Yes, yeah, got it. There we go. Question answered. Question Move answered. On. Uh, there you go, Chris. You're gonna be mad about that. <laughs> Suck it. Well, right, you can't. Next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ian Mundell posed. Uh, have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> I was like, well, good question. Well, first of all, it's illegal, so no. What is DMT? Second what of is all, it for again? no. Dimethyltryptamine uh, or dimethyltryptamine? I think yeah. Dimethyltryptamine. Yeah. It's the Joe Rogan it's, drug. Yeah, it's That's a crazy. It's famous. I couldn't handle it because I have an existential crisis as it is. I don't think I can handle <laughs> my brain going through those I think weird. That's why people do it. To get away from that, eh? Yeah, come to grips um, with their mortality. This is these are gonna be these are gonna be good ones. Our real a real good friend Jocelyn, Josie K, Josie K fit, Josie K dot fit, posed a couple questions. This question I feel like we're gonna go like half an hour on. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck with a woodchuck could chuck wood? Four ounces. I was just gonna say all of it. He would chuck all the wood. It's a woodchuck. The name is woodchuck. He's gonna chuck all the wood, all of it. Yeah, that's a better answer. Yeah. Four ounces is good because that, like, what a wussy. <laughs> the I worst was just doing that because I thought if she wants absolute numbers, I'll just throw out. Uh, okay. Four Ooh. ounces of wood, though, is pretty small, so that still wouldn't make that's sense. That's really small. Yeah. Do they chuck it? Do you think they have, like, little hands and they, like, chuck it? Can I imagine them, like, flipping a table? Who made up that stupid rhyme, by the way? I don't know. I'm assuming that person's dead because I feel like it's been around for hundreds of years, but, like, I wish they were alive today so I could be like, how dare you do this to our brains? <laughs> yeah. Hate you. Um, this is a this is a weird one. I've never think, thought about it. Elite. Why is it spelled E-Light? Why isn't it? And it's it's spelled E-Light, but it's said, like, um, elite. pronounced Elite. I think because an E-Light would be some sort of, like, electronic light. Someone asked us this? Josie. <laughs> Josie. Jocelyn. <laughs> what you doing? Oh, she's ruining my brain. Yeah. I don't know. She, racking I, my brain. Her my question. Her my head to read this. This is gonna be a fun one. I feel like you're gonna have a good time with this one. Can you know too much and get dumber? I know what my answer is. 
No. No. The answer is no. I don't no. think you can get dumber. You want to no. get smarter. I mean, how would you? Yeah, you have to define dumber. Here's my thing. Define well, dumber, which would be like, in the most like colloquial term, it'd be like, it'd be less knowledge. So if you're knowing more, it's, it's opposite of that. So no, you can't. My answer would be if you, I feel like the more you know, the more chances you can mess up. Uh, I don't know. I, don't I think know. there's some there. I think there. I think there's some things in life though where you uh, knowing too much can get in the way. That doesn't yeah. mean you're dumber though. But yeah, like, no, no. but but certainly like having some information. Actually, we could we could have we have examples of this in the healthcare industry yeah. with uh, like imaging or tests. Yeah. Right. Taking unnecessary tests and like knowing the information when it's not useful, and then that having an impact on your expectations and beliefs. Yeah. And it not being and being negative, so it's like, yeah, if you didn't know that and you didn't need to know that, you would have been blissfully ignorant, and thankfully so. Yeah. But my my only thing would be like you could possibly sound dumber, which sounds funny because maybe you know so much that you mix up answers. So in your head, you think you're answering, but they pose the question, and they're like, no, you didn't answer my question at all. So you mix it with another thing you know another thought another oh idea. like just so because you sound you, dumber it's like you have so much knowledge but not good organization yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah. you're like you could be the smartest yeah. you'd ever but if you yeah. mix it up and you're like that was the dumbest answer ever yeah you got too many files and your file cabinet's too small yeah and you can't fool solid analogy no the better analogy is you're still using a file cabinet you're not using the freaking cloud you dummy yeah definitely use a computer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh this one's kind of this one's kind of cool where do the hormone gurus come from my simple answer would be the hypothalamus. <laughs> Nailed it. But the simple answer would be people want to be experts in something. And yeah. the era of social media, if people listen to you, you're going to feel like an expert. If people are telling you you're so smart, you're going to be one and you're going to come across confident. So these yeah, gurus. Yeah, definitely a lot of that yeah. for sure. Because, and the answer would be there's actual, you know, they wouldn't even claim themselves as experts, but they're like, no, my whole life is dedicated to hormones. Wait, what's the question? Where do they come from? Where do they all come from? It just came from people wanting to be holier like how than did that. that movement come, how did that movement start? Is that what they're wondering? It was jo It's still Josie. I'm yeah. sure she was just being like, yeah. she was probably triggered by a hormone guru today. Or like yeah. saw another post about like, your hormones, blah, I, blah, blah. I and she probably so. got triggered. Yeah, good. Um, be triggered. But yeah, um, they just came from uh, ego. I think the ego just made them yeah. a guru. Well, I think it's the same as any other guru. There's nothing like... Uh, innately uh unique to them yeah you know like any other yeah, guru yeah. that's like i'm obsessed with feet not not that type of obsessed <laughs> but like but <laughs> i just love like, learning about the feet but just go. like you know you see those everybody has like a niche you know or they're just like um i don't know they're doing like I, I i follow someone like that on the internet where they're like all they're doing is like teaching foot certifications where it's like everything comes down to the feet you have a headache because your arch is collapsed or your knee is sore because your big toe isn't working and yeah. your you squat sucks because you're not spreading your toes. Oh, God. All of those things are wrong. What was that? <laughs> Verifiably false. Do you remember that guy? You sent me something so and it was every person should move. If you're not moving with your big toe <clears throat> flexed and your ankle everted, this sounds at 30 familiar. degrees. We, you sent me this post and I was like, 
I laughed because I thought it was just some guy being like. You thought like, it was a parody. I thought right? it was a parody. Yeah. yeah. But it was, he was dead serious. Yeah. He was like, we shouldn't move. We shouldn't. I think it was a stationary thing because you can't really. You want me to see if I can find it while you're saying Yeah. That? Give it a shot. So. Um, you know, he, this guy was like, you should. And through it all these fancy terms, like, you are going to hurt yourself unless you, I think it was like, breathe, take a big deep breath, brace yourself, brace your core, flex your big toe, so push it into the ground. And evert your foot, which would like make your arch a little bit bigger. Yeah. And he's like, you should do every movement like that. Evert turns means like turning your foot to the outside, like putting the pressure on the outside of your foot. Yeah. So you make your arch bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He said that, and I was like, Tim sent it to me, and I laughed and thought it was a parody. And Tim was like, no, he's dead serious. Which, hey, that's not how it goes, guys. It's okay. (laughs) It's hilarious. It's so it's so okay. That's that couldn't be more wrong. And I don't know. And it was a. I don't want to say a rec- uh, a recognized. Yeah, it was someone popular. Yeah, it was a popular person, was pretty, but I was like, yeah, it was super unfortunate. Yeah. But he isn't renowned with like from other healthcare professionals. I think he's just renowned in like a sense of if he's taught people, he they believe in him, and yeah. just people go, wow, the guy must know his stuff. He used a lot of fancy words and and gave um, an absolute. People like absolutes, so I think he was just really good at leveraging that that idea but you can't find it no uh, i can't i'll answer i'll answer a few other questions we're moving on to to jacob saunders another beautiful just beautiful podcast guest shout out jacob saunders great guy um would you ever wear contacts i'm sure that's me would you ever wear? oh yeah yeah but i I mean you you have glasses glasses, yeah uh no the my answer is no because actually yes i would because i would love to Work out, play sports. <laughs> Work out, play sports without my like glasses falling down because I get sweaty on my nose and they yeah. fall down and I break them a bunch. Yeah. But in school, this is my theory. I am more attractive with glasses because I'm. I might be the like people will be like you in high school. I'm trying yeah. not to sound like a cocky douche. Yeah. People will go, you're really like your glasses make you really attractive. You're the most attractive person with glasses I've ever seen. If I don't have glasses and I wear contacts, now I'm an average attractive person. I'm an average person without glasses. So I would go even farther. I would agree partially, but I would go (laughs) even farther and say, yes, you're more attractive with glasses on. Sure. And you're butt ugly without them on. That's weird. Oh, yeah. So you're not average attractive without them on. You look awful. I trick people. Yeah. I trick people. So you should absolutely wear glasses at all times. I have sunken eyes and a caveman eyebrow. Caveman, like caveman ledge of my eyebrows. (laughs) And I have a big forehead, but my glasses kind of drive you away from looking at my forehead too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, drive you away. And here's the thing. It also makes me look smarter. So yeah. patients, like, believe me more and trust me more. Yeah. I'm just smarter. And get that, that buy-in, baby. Get that buy-in. <laughs> yeah. Great question, Jacob. Thank you so much <laughs> for making me dance around that one. Um, here's, a, here's a strange one. We'll get back to – Jacob had a few good questions. And then I really want to get to – uh, questions that my friend Jesse Geist, she's a RMT in. I'm so sorry, Jesse. I don't remember who you're in RMT, but I highly recommend uh, checking her out. Shout um, out Jesse Geist, the local RMT on Instagram. The local RMT. How'd I want to make sure that's. How does she have that handle? I want to make sure that that's right. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question, and then I'm gonna find out Jesse's. Uh, Instagram, yeah, so I can actually question. share it. I'll answer it. Which I this is from? Know if it's a massage one. This is from Loram underscore Wellness. It was a she posed it to you. Oh, okay. 
How do you feel about the adaptive motion trainer? It's a cardio equipment at some gyms. How do you feel about it for cardio, even though she's heard accounts of people's feet going numb while they're doing it? And the staff of the gym say it burns it. more calories. The adaptive yeah. motion trainer. Adaptive motion trainer. That's what, so, I, that's what I call myself. While I got it, it's Jesse Geist. Jesse. Oh, it's just like a version of an elliptical. Okay. Kind of. So, Here, one second. Let me... Uh, uh, Jesse Geist, her Instagram is the local RMT. She is an RMT in Angus, Ontario. She specializes in chronic pain management, recurring, uh, reoccurring injury treatments, and headache, migraine, concussion management as well. Uh, the good thing about Jesse is that she also adapted the the biopsychosocial framework. So she wor- that's why she's really good at working with people with chronic pain. Nice, because she can understand like good it doesn't her. have to be a yeah. you know a physical issue necessarily. Props so. to you. Jesse, Jesse, your your her questions were amazing, but uh, we want to get to those. Sorry, carry on with the adaptive motion training. What do you think? So, what was the question about it? She's heard accounts from people that have used it, and yeah. and the personal trainers at the gym she goes to have said their clients have it. Uh, I've heard accounts of people's feet going numb. <laughs> it's it's one of those stepper ellipticals. It's like the elliptical, but where it's stepping. Oh, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's what yeah. those are. So that's what it looks like here. Um, yeah, they, they say it burns more. Of any of that, they any say of it burns claims. more calories, just because. Per what though? Per like for per twenty minutes. Like, have you ever what seen intensity though? Like, have you seen the they... Bowflex version? There's like a Bowflex version that like fits in your home and like folds yeah. up well or something. Oh, okay, I don't know. And uh, it is like a, it's like a stepper treadmill. Yeah. Weird like incline. Yeah, it's yeah. the elliptical stepper thing. Yeah. Um, I compared don't... to like a treadmill or an elliptical. Like, I don't think it's burning more calories per effort given. Like, yeah. that's what I'm assuming. That's how you would pose that. Because, like, how do you how do you measure if something burns more calories? You need, like, a time constraint. You need an effort constraint. And you need an intensity constraint. Right. So, like, everything burns more calories if you do it longer and harder. <laughs> yeah. I guess they claim that, like, in 20 minutes it would be more than elliptical yeah. or yeah. treadmill yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm assuming that's just bullshit. But, uh, Anything, you're the, moving. So. The people's feet going numb, I don't, I think it's a, I don't want to say it's an in natural, not a natural movement, but it's a, a novel movement that maybe they're not used to and maybe it provides a tiny bit of, like, Yeah, I don't know. I feel irritation. like you could, you could Google right now people's feet going numb while running and that'd be, I'm sure. That probably get, comes up a ton. Probably get 100 hits. So, um, yeah. I don't think it's unique to that. Yeah. So, I'm assuming. It looks pretty, uh. Yeah, pretty mild, pretty harmless. So. Yeah. So I'm assuming her name is Laura M. So okay. Laura M. Something. Yeah. Or her name's Laura M. And I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but she, yeah, she was just like, "What do you guys think about it for cardio?" I'd be like, "My simple answer is anything. If your feet go numb during something, don't do that thing." Yeah, I would say if. Well, she isn't. She's just saying people have reported that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying if she was going to talk to someone yeah. about it, I'd be yeah, like, yeah. "If your feet are going trainer. consistently numb while doing it, I would definitely." Uh, talk to a professional like us about that. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you can you can uh, you can get a consultation with one of us about what's going on there because I'm yeah. assuming that's a either you like we would screen you for uh, some other health issue that's out of our scope and then refer you elsewhere, or yeah. your training's just not structured correctly. Yeah, like your something else is going on. So well, um, but but the I don't think that that uh, that machine is. Uh, it, inducing anything harmful. special? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. no, no. Like yeah. I think it's a great tool. Any, I think anything's a great tool for cardio if it's uh, um, 
provided it actually gives you cardiovascular benefits. That's, that's what I was just cardio, about to get into. And yeah. you enjoy it. Yeah. Or at the least don't hate it. That's usually what I say. So if that's you what, enjoy it, go for it. Yeah. Slash don't hate it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, because she kind of posed a question like, what do you guys think about it? So if you think about like cardiovascular endurance, mm-hmm. there's a million other things you can do to sp- uh, increase your cardiovascular endurance. Yeah. And making your feet go numb while doing so is ridiculous. There's a million other ways. And if you're trying to, let's say you're doing cardio for weight loss. Again, don't let your feet go numb when you're trying it. Anything. I don't care what you're doing. If your feet are going numb, please seek some help. Yeah, that's a red flag for sure. Or definitely just don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Or just yeah. So that's a pretty that's a pretty simple answer for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Back to Jacob Saunders. Uh, When can we all hang out and get ice cream? Never, because we don't actually like you, and ice cream is bad for (laughs) you. I'm just kidding. I would love to get ice cream with you, Jake. Uh, it was so cute, nah, man. Sorry, man. Dollar yeah. Frosty season is over. Now it's a dollar ninety nine. Get yeah, out of so my face, Wendy's. You missed that window. Yeah. So that's the only time I go get ice cream is yeah, Dollar not Frosty other, season. I'm not getting other ice cream. And I'm not paying full price. Well, actually, I did the other day. I didn't know it was over, and I was like, "Well, I can't back out now." It'll I did be it. Four dollars, sir. I did it too. Yeah. yeah. I did it the other day with my lady, and I was like, "Come on." Yeah. I also did. Well, I mean, okay, Bailey's <laughs> ice cream and Aaron here. Uh, Anything like I like the soft serve swirl where it's basically a frosty on a on a cone. Okay, that's I I mean, but it's also four seventy five at every ice cream place you go. Jeez. Not worth it. So we can go, Jake, if you pay for our ice cream. How's that? Make sense? Cool. cool. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Yeah. Ditto over here. I don't know if Jake was trolling with this because it's a very arbitrary question, I suppose. Uh, top immune boosting tips. <laughs> I'm like knowing Jake, I think he's trolling us. Yeah. Because. Like boosting your immune system is a uh, triggered topic right now. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a fallacy. Like well, you can't really do. And it. another another you question. Can't, well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna say what you, I know what you're gonna say because okay. you always say this for everything because it's smart. This is the exactly the way you should think about it. Yeah. How do we define boosting? Well, that's the thing. Is like, well, no, boosting is pretty clear. You're increasing. Okay. Right. That's what I would say. Is like. So you get sick you less. Could, no, I would just say like if you're. Uh, so you're boosting your immune system. So you're making it like, here's, here's a better way to say it. Can I maintain a health? Can I do things to support a healthy immune system? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That would be, that's a reasonable question with, with actual evidence-based answers. Do you have a top five? Uh, I wouldn't be an expert in this area, but, uh, from, can you regurgitate a top five from my, I would be guessing here, speculating on just from what I know is sleep is going to be probably number one. Surprising. Number two and not, not far below is uh, nutrition. Fair. Um, yep. Yeah. Number three is going to be the omission of um, negative lifestyle behavior. So like smoking and excessive alcohol consumption. Okay. So minimizing those. <clears throat> I think those three things are like the best things you can do. Yeah, I think. What I'm about think what about hemp seeds and flax seeds? <laughs> yeah. How dare you not? Rhodiola rosea. Ooh. So are, are people? You what think, about vitamin C, man? Do you think, <laughs> I like how I talked about vitamin C in the last podcast or two podcasts ago. <laughs> yeah. um, are, I wonder if people are noticing a trend here. Every time we talk about health in general, yeah. there's always like, there's a top three that kind of fit everything when you talk about health. Maybe, like yeah. sleep, 
don't do stuff that we know is bad smoking yeah drinking excessive and like, alcohol and maintain decent nutrition for yeah. your body your human yeah your context dependent situations yeah well we i, I think because i i guess the antioxidants i suppose might be a that might be what people say about a boosting your immune system but some sort of okay so this is what i would say about that antioxidants where do we get those nutrition from what specifically fruits usually and what else red wine vegetables nice try try. oh damn it resveratrol doesn't count oh man um yeah fruits and veggies So, so like i'm just that's that's already a staple recommendation recommendation for healthy nutrition for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, you should be getting uh, adequate antioxidants in your diet. Yeah. Um, plus, we also know this, this is worth saying. Excessive antioxidant intake is unhealthy. Whoa. And it has detrimental effects. Whoa. Run me through that. Um. Ooh, I don't know if I can. I'd no, it's okay. Be, I'd have to be fresh with the yeah. information around. Well, it, but here's well, if you don't have anything, I'll ask you. Another yeah, question. no, I just know that it's it's still like a U shaped curve with something like that, where it's you still want to. There, there's an just like anything. It's like in it, the not enough carries negative effects, similar to too much. Okay. So, yeah. Here's my here's my question about. I'm sure you, I guess anecdotes of. There was kids when I was a kid. There was kids while when I was a kid. Mm-hmm that would wash their hands excessively. They were germaphobe. And I'm I'm not the opposite, but... As a child? As a child. Oh, yeah. They, for some reason, had this, like, thought they That's germs awful. were scary. And yeah. they probably saw that, like, one Bill Nye... Uh, not, yeah, Bill Nye and Magic School Bus and were like, oh, my God, the germs everywhere. I need to kill them all, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think being too clean is bad for your immune system? And do you think too dirty is also bad? Do you think there's a happy minimum? Or happy yeah, medium, rather? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I figured your answer was going to be as such. Yeah. Um, like, so I think... Is it boosting your immune system to not be so cleanly? I think there's, I mean, that's kind of a weird question to ask. Would boosting your immune system be uh, sanitation or would boosting it be not being so sanitary that your body has to fight bacteria off a lot to gain some No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think, I don't even think that's a real question because it's not a thing. Like you can't boost your immune system. It's not a thing. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't even exist. Yeah. Like boosting your immune system isn't a thing so it just can't happen i i understand your question yeah so yeah. In, i'm more just in theory around, it's yeah. yeah it's a funny uh yeah. funny speculation yeah. but but unfortunately you can't even really answer it because boosting your immune system is not a thing yeah but so you could reword that so i understand the question you're saying though where you're like yeah. which would be better for the immune system potentially yeah. which would actually support a healthier yeah. would be yeah i guess it depends on relatively uh, relative reference point yeah. right like are you starting from a dirty situation yeah well it's like the anecdote of, <laughs> of like being a nurse cleaning up is useful but if you're in an overly sanitized environment then maybe you know put some algae and dust into your life algae and dust <laughs> it's like being a nurse like nurses will like don't get sick as much as we do and if if you and i walked into a hospital today we might get sick so it's one of those like anecdotes of Oh no, I'm around it all the time, so I'm I have antibodies developed yeah. and fighting capacity to do yeah. so. And I'm like, I, I'm sure that's true to some regard. Yeah. You have but more it doesn't antibodies. mean they have a better immune system either. So it doesn't mean that that's boosted. Just no, they're just different. Yeah. yeah, they're conditioned to that type of stress. Yeah, it's just adapted. Yeah, different. exactly. It's they're adapted, adapted differently. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, here's another good... We talked about this right before the podcast because it's a cool question that Jake actually f- asked. How do you feel about anecdotal evidence before it was studied and confirmed was anecdotal? I wrote that down. I was a paraphrasing. His question was, what do, you, what do we think about when people... We don't have any evidence to support a claim, but it seems to work for everyone. Uh, and Tim was a good saying question. before, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. Tim was saying before we started, like how it would be like, how do you define work? We'd have to give a, let's give context. Um, let's say when acupuncture, we had no, let's say we had no research on acupuncture, but 80% of people that did it found a pretty significant, let's say significant. Sure. Decrease in pain and a significant yeah. increase. A vast in majority, yeah. A just vast majority. In, th- in theory, here as an yeah. example, that's a great way to put it. So, like there yeah. was a bunch of people coming forward and being like, "I don't know what's going on," and but, but it's working. But things are yeah. thing. I'm coming in with a problem yeah. and it's providing a solution. Yeah. So my quick answer before Tim's because I feel like you're going to go off a little bit more on this one. Probably. My yeah. quick answer would be, I feel cool. About it. It's fine. I feel okay about it. Consider unless you have to frame it well. So. We don't have any research to back any of this stuff. It's is it's strictly anecdotal. You can be like, hey, this some seemingly works for a lot of people. Do you want to give it a shot? That's it. You can't say it does this, this, and this. You can't claim anything because yeah. there's no research backing it. Uh, I've heard this this quote a bunch, and this is one of your funny. This is one of the funniest quote that you've told me. Research is twenty five years behind clinical practice, meaning. Like the healthcare professionals <laughs> have figured out <laughs> what a modality does twenty five years before research comes out. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. And they're doing it down to like a physiological level. There's no- a lot of level. people that believe that. Though. Yeah, yeah. What's your answer to Jake's question, dude? So he's asking, how do we feel about anecdotes in general without evidence base? When yeah, yeah anecdotes without a base of evidence. Yeah. Um. I want to I want to have some examples because I'm sure I could find some like specific ones because um, while I try and take a evidence based approach to how I um, program train, train and coach people and yeah. just manage my clients in general, there's still things I do that which is what the fun of coaching is is it's intuitive and experience based as well. So I'm still taking things that I see to work in my practice and be like. This this seems to work. I don't know if I have scientific data on this, but I I I I think it's ethical and matches up with my philosophies and values. So I feel comfortable continuing to to do it. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I would say now anecdotes. Uh, I guess you could define in the scientific sense, right? It would be like just a, a personal story. Yeah. Right. So it's like anything that's like, yeah, personal story or an account. Like I heard from this person or I experienced this. I've had, you, you notice this in conversations a lot with people, right? When you say something about something and they go, what are you talking about? I, it worked for me. I did this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, yep. You're like, I'm not saying that didn't work for you, but I'm, but anecdotes are only worth so much. So th- this is the thing. This is how I feel about, um, uh, anecdotes um, I like them similar to what you said though I think it's important to be honest about them right and be uh, we we are all 
susceptible to our own biases and warped and twisted perceptions. Um, so I think the best that we can acknowledge those, the uh, that helps us stay as honest as we can um, with anecdotal assessments on things. Yeah. You know, so that we don't um, make unfounded claims that are potentially harmful. You know, so I think I think they're commonly misused. I think that's the yeah. problem, and that's why they're controversial. So I think I think they're they can be used appropriately, but the the problem is I think they're just commonly not used uh, appropriately, which has why it's garnered a lot of disdain and controversy around like anecdotes are stupid. Uh, I don't know if they're stupid, but. I, yeah, I definitely think a lot of people put way too much into their own personal experience. They can and be they don't harmful. realize like your personal experience isn't really worth that much. Yeah, I know it doesn't make you feel very good about yourself, but <laughs> it like it just isn't. Well, I think like carrying, carrying, like piggybacking off that. Yeah, it can be good and bad because you. It's cool to hear claims of like someone doing something and it having an effect, a positive effect on whatever they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And if it if it works for the ma- vast majority of people that you've heard, mm-hmm. it's kind of another tool in your tool belt or like let's say it's, it's healthcare related that's yeah. pr- assuming it's, it's worth consideration related. you just For can't sure. weigh it the same as an rct or yeah. a meta-analysis if you guys are if you guys are uh, a cool answer to this question would be chris lamb uh, said it really well i think i'm pretty sure in the podcast uh, i apologize if it was after the podcast but it's still a great podcast to listen to and he frames things like yeah i use stuff that i might not truly believe in but in a good way, he uses it in a good way. He doesn't frame it negatively. He doesn't frame it like this is what it's doing because it th- either that's not evidence based or we don't have the evidence to support it anyways. Yeah. So he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't carry it with yeah. the common claim of yada yada yada. But he can he, use his anecdotes. He goes, yeah. listen, like for some reason, this has worked for like eighty percent of my clients. So let's give it a shot because yeah, for this yeah. outcome, I'm yeah. trying to help my patients. I'm not. I'm not not doing stuff just because it's not evidence based. Like right. I yeah. can still do stuff that yeah. if I, f- I'm like, oh, I think that person would really benefit from that. Sure. I don't really use it that often, but mm-hmm. and then it works. And like that's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted that person to feel better. That's why they came to see me. Yeah. So you can use them positively, and they can also be, you know, used negatively. So I think to take it with a grain of like take things with a grain of salt, but use them wisely if you can. Well, and I think that's the thing. I think the important thing is to to understand what anecdotes are, understand your own susceptibility to uh, biases and fallacies and your warped perception and the fact that you can't get away from that. Yeah. And then you really start to understand how little they matter because yeah. they, they just they just matter less. That's That's a fact. So... I think the point is to just use them appropriately within that framework of understanding. Because um, I think the problem is using anecdotes at the sacrifice of available scientific evidence. So when the evidence is there, I think that's that's when things are a problem, yeah. and that's when that's when you're uh, um, that's when it's dangerous yeah. because. Um, you know, you would look at, say you're looking at um, like a, so I have a photo right here, the hierarchy of scientific evidence. This is like, I always find this super helpful as far as like, um, when understanding uh, different scientific studies and um, not everything is weighed the same, right? Yeah. When the scientific method, uh, when you're using science to try and figure something out, 
your the, the idea is to control for uh, variables that would be susceptible to human error, right? So, right. and that would be our biases and et cetera, everything else. So, and that's why, um, that's why your personal story doesn't matter as much because it's it's tainted, and it is no matter what it is tainted to a certain degree, right? Yeah. Um, Not in a, it doesn't have to be a bad way though. No, tainted, no, it doesn't yeah. have to be a bad way. Tainted it just sounds mean, like a bad word, but. But I mean, yeah. it is twisted. That's the thing. Sure. It is tainted. Yeah. It is changed, and it's warped. Because it's that's not going to help some people. That's the reason why eyewitness testimony uh, isn't generally um, accepted as very strong evidence yeah. in a court. Yeah. Because your memories are not that good, and no. what you see is actually not what you saw. Like what you think you saw isn't what you saw, or hey. what what happened, I should say. Yeah, exactly. What you saw was perception what so, is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Um, like here's an example of like the hierarchy of scientific evidence. If you haven't seen this pyramid, it's a kind of good way to look at things um, when you're when you're thinking about like okay, I've experienced this. I've heard other people say this. Um, so yeah, so meta analysis, systematic reviews, they're going to be at the top. Yeah. Um, there's some of like the better uh, controlled studies that we can or collection of studies that we can get when we're looking at uh, science. Um, randomized controlled trials are next, cohort studies, case controls, cross-sectionals, animal trials in, in vitro, case reports, opinion papers. Um, those are all from one to seven, all the way down, right? Okay. It, going from most important to least. And then personal anecdotes are still below there and not actual <laughs> scientific evidence, but yeah. evidence nonetheless, yeah. right? So it's like, that's, while it's still important, it's not as important as scientific evidence. So. I know that Jake's question was in the context of how do we feel about no base? Yeah. There isn't a scientific base for something. Yeah. How do we feel about anecdotes? I feel pretty good if we're honest about it and just being like, it's just anecdotes. And and like you said, what narrative are we carrying with it? Is it yeah. a, is it a narrative that's helpful for the long term success of the patient? Yeah. Does it promote resiliency and independence? Cool, I'm all for it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think I think. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of sums it up. Well, it's kind of, I was trying. Personal was, experience is important, man. I was thinking of it like this. Just understanding how important is key. It's funny how there can be negative, negative anecdotes. Take smoking, for example. It used to, people used to smoke in like doctor's office on planes, all these things. That's and a great they, example. They said it was too, like good for your health. And right. a doctor would tell you if you're having health problems, you would just do like smoke the light version. Mm-hmm. There was probably people saying, I like, I don't feel good at all smoking. Like, it hurts me. Like I, I feel sick every time I smoke. Mm-hmm. Some people are probably like, that's an anecdote. That's stupid. Look at all these like big companies saying it's good for us. And all these doctors not saying it's bad for you. Sure. That was an anecdote, but that proves to be true now. So it's yeah. one of those things where I think that's to sum up your point. That's you just have to exercise point, with caution. I mean, using the same example of cigarettes, but the flip side is people being like, cigarettes kill you. We have a ton of studies. Well, now we do. It. Yeah. Exactly. And then, but yeah. here's, here's the flip side is someone could be like, yeah, well, my uncle smoked a pack a day until since he was ten. And he lived till he was a hundred. Ooh, right. It's like, that's a better. Very example. cool. That's that's a great example of an anecdote that is one hundred percent worthless. I don't care about that. Yeah, that means nothing to me. Yeah, you know, he was either so, lucky or the rest of his the other factors of his life were positive factors of yeah. you know what we know to like help yeah keep you alive longer. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh, here's a good example, actually, and I'm not even going to say what it is so that I don't put it in people's heads. So I yeah. change their expectations. Right. <laughs> but I've experienced a side effect from a certain supplement that's extremely popular. And I recommend this. I actually recommend this supplement for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of evidence base around it. 
um, well, I can tell you what the supplement is. It's creatine. Say, I was just about to say, if you know yeah. Tim well enough, you know exactly yeah, what you're talking creatine. about. Yeah, it's creatine. So, but I just won't tell you what the side effect was. Um, and there's other, there's common mild side effects people have with it, but they're extremely mild and they're, uh, they usually go away actually. They're pretty transient usually. Yeah. Um, but in my three separate personal experiences of using creatine, um, every time I've used it, uh, within a week of use of taking five grams a day, three to five grams a day, I start to experience blank. A insert my side effect that I have. I don't want to tell tell anybody because I don't want it to affect them. But get, get in their brain. Yeah. Power of suggestion. Yes, I don't yeah. want it to affect them. And it was uh, for me, it was pretty um, severe. Is not a good word, but it was like affecting the rest of my life. It was pretty problematic. So I was like, yeah, it's not. The, the benefits of creatine, which are, uh, there's a laundry list of them, it still didn't outweigh the side effects I was feeling. So I I had to stop. And this is three times now. Now, this is a good example of me trying to do my best to be honest with it is, um, I've never heard anyone else experience these side effects from it, other than a couple people on like, you know, <laughs> internet Reddit forums and stuff, which that's not scientific evidence either. <laughs> so, um, I'm pretty cautious with what I say about it and I don't usually actually share my experience with it with many people for that reason because I don't want it to affect them unnecessarily. Um, and I recommend it quite a bit because it seems to affect people, other people pretty positively. Um, but for me, if I'm also being honest, it affected me a certain way that was negative. Yeah. But that's where it ends. Yeah. I don't make any unsubstantiated claims around it. So. Yeah. I want to leave that. I want to leave. We all want to carry on because Jesse's questions are amazing. And I know you're going to have a lot to say about them. Bring it. Quote from Austin Baraki. He was saying. <laughs> I totally thought you were going to say quote from Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let people see your mojo, okay? That's what I'm trying to say here. Um, Austin Baraki said he's a internal medicine doctor. I think so. Something like it. I apologize if that's wrong. Stop apologizing, by the way. I just don't want to hurt people. I think you've said. Feelings, I know you're so. Yeah. You're such a gentle, non-confrontational. Yeah. And then I mean, soul. knowing Austin I love as much as it. we I do. I love you for it, though, man. Knowing Maybe Austin as much as we do. More. We know him in passing. Uh, shout out to the Barbell Medicine Seminar. Um, he was saying that, and he wouldn't care, which would be great. But he was saying that he prescribes people medication all the time. There's a laundry list of possible symptoms. Possible meaning the key word there. He doesn't tell people what the symptoms are. Side effects. Side effects, rather. Yeah. And he'll go, listen, there's a there's a list of side effects. Take this for the next two weeks. Report back and tell me if you're feeling anything. Because he doesn't want to put it in the head like you could experience X, Y, and Z. But they're not actually experiencing it. But that the slightest little twinge of, let's say, a side effect is like yeah. headaches. And all of a sudden, they get a tiny bit of a headache. Yeah, you start telling people yeah. you have it. You increase yeah. the likelihood that they're going to yeah. experience it now. Yeah, it's worth. It's also worth runner. saying that he he did mention that he uh, he asked them permission to not tell them. To That's not, right. Yeah, to not yeah. disclose. He was doing effects. his due diligence. He's yeah, a yeah. Great, yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. very yeah. thorough doctor. Yeah. Um. So here, Jesse's questions are awesome. So there's a few. There's two questions that I feel like uh, we could answer relatively quickly because we have oh. been doing it for forty five minutes almost. Whoa. So. Uh, what kind of music do you guys play during a training session or massage session? So I'll, I'll answer mine. Our, <laughs> our answers are probably going to be the same. Yeah. I put on Spotify and before I leave the room, I go, hey, feel free to put something on. Or when I come back into the room, I go, what do you want to listen to? Because uh -huh. that makes the experience better. Uh -huh. So from a, a patient buy-in, 
they want to, they're like, oh, I had such a good time, like, listening to my favorite music, it makes them feel better. Kind of get some dopamine flowing, like get some endorphins flowing. So I will ask them what they want, because it means I'm, I care about them. So I just ask them exactly what they want. Uh, from a training standpoint, I'm training someone, I do the similar thing. Um, I But I want it to like, I want it to be the music that they like to listen to while they're lifting, so yeah. they can crush it and be in a good mood. Uh-huh. Answer? Kind of the same. Uh, yeah, I... I don't ask people enough. It's kind of like every now and then I'll ask them what they want. Otherwise, I just have I have a few default playlists that I use. Yeah. But but yeah, I do. I should do it more. You used um, to do it a lot. I actually learned from you. Yeah, yeah. but I, I should do it more often. If they, if I know that they're a music person, um, then I then I make it more of a more of a point to ask them what they want to play today. Yeah. Um, because that that just if there's someone who's motivated by music. But some people just don't care and they don't ever care. So yeah, I have a few, like I have like a country upbeat, like country playlist. I have like EDM club stuff, Yeah. you know, um, that's a pretty big playlist. And then I have, I have a couple of hip hop playlists. That's pretty much it. And then other than that, yeah, if someone just has like an idea, if they're like, yeah, I want to play whatever, then it's just random. Yeah, ask them what they want. That's the easiest yeah. answer to that question. Yeah, yeah I think ultimately um, still I should ask them what yeah. they want more often. Whatever makes them feel better. Yeah. Next one, how do you deal with Facebook bullies? So Jesse actually, and I want to I want to say this because I feel like this is insane. She was being like, she felt bullied by other RMTAO members, which is the Registered Massage Therapist Association of Ontario. We have a Facebook group where we pose questions. We all help each other. Ideally. Ideally, help each other. Clearly not. Some people were you're bullying her, I guess. Here's here's my short answer. That I'll try to keep it as short as I can. I find it very ridiculous that people would bully you for asking a question. So specifically to you, Jesse, like the fact that someone's bullying you, that you don't know what that person's going through. Like they could just be super pissed off and like that question was just a trigger for them. And like no skin off your back. You should just be like, yeah, whatever. Like look at the people that had positive comments and take it from there you know every time like famous people like look through their comments half of it is positive half of it is absolutely terribly negative stuff there's always going to be just terrible people especially if your question is geared towards something that would like go against someone's belief it's not just a question of like hey like uh what lotion do you guys use and like you would just get recommendations no one's gonna be like you're stupid how dare you ask that question but when it's something that people have a you know, a bias towards or a bias against that they might just like shit on you and just don't let that bother you. Uh, How do I deal with it? I don't because I don't care enough to ever, ever message you back. Why am I going to like, I'm not going to engage in comments because I have a life to live. I don't care. I am. I don't want to be on my phone or computer that much ever. And I don't want, I especially don't want to do it doing negative stuff. Uh, Tim and I talk about this all the time. He is way better at confronting being confrontational, I am. <laughs> yeah. uh, more of an asshole. Yeah, no, I was just about to say, that's a really but, nice way to say I'm a dick. Uh, no, it's just because I, it, those people don't probably don't want to learn and they don't want to hear yeah. anything you have to yeah. say. Yeah, I'm so, definitely better at avoiding unnecessary arguments. It's like, yeah. 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 If how would you, not, how would you not going to be fruitful in GTFO. Yeah. Like, I'm talking to you. Don't tell them that. They can stay. <laughs> you yeah. leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Just get out of there, yeah. yeah. Um, that's how I would, like, just just deal with them of, like, you understand that they're not socially smart. Like, people within the industry who argue against you? Is that what she meant? Like, it, she was, she, like, she posed it as, how do you deal with Facebook bullies? And then specifically, she said, like, yeah, like, I would ask questions about, like, a certain modality, a certain treatment style, and 
again, it just goes. It would if it went against yeah. someone's treatment style, they were not happy. And I think you should pay attention to if like if she's posting this on in in certain community groups on Facebook, yeah. then if it's happening frequently and like the mods of the group are supporting that behavior, then I would continue. Like maybe the mods are themselves, the people being the bullies and like, I would probably recommend leaving that group. Yeah. It's not going to support you because yeah. you want to be in a place that's positive. And yeah. this is a, this is a very helpful resource. I pose questions to it weekly Yeah, and you get amazing. You get a lot of people that are like, yeah, if it's, if you out. just get the odd, odd thread where someone comments and they're kind of a dick about it, then whatever yeah. you just, yeah, you just have to, you have to learn how to deal with that. Or you can go the extra mile and just delete all the negative comments and like, make sure they know that it's delete. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I guess you can't, they wouldn't know, but delete Boy. all the negative comments. Cause Boy. that's not helping other people either. Yeah. You, you asked a question that people, other people probably have just pose it, delete all the negative comments. Cause that's insane. Yeah. If you're still a bull, if you're, I mean, don't be a bully ever, but if you're a bully over the age 14, what you doing? <laughs> what you doing? What you do? Get a hobby. What is wrong with you? Like, unless you're willing to die on, oh, this is my personal preference, unless you're willing to die on that hill, shut your mouth. It doesn't matter. Leave that person alone. How dare you do that? Like, that person, especially if that person was trying to, Jesse was trying to find help. Yeah. And like, how dare yeah, you? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, super yeah, unfortunate. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, dealing with it, you just have to be like, if people are getting up on you, that's potentially a red flag to get the F out of that group. But yeah. if you're, if it's just like the odd loser who's, you know, just unnecessarily rude on a comment thread when you yeah. ask a question, then, you know, either don't answer at all and just, yeah. just carry on yeah, uh, and don't worry about it. I guess that's the question you're asking is how to not worry about it. But yeah. like, you just have to learn how to do that, I guess. Um, or just reply. Okay. Okay, if you want to go to the extra step, K dot. K. K, period. And then carry on. Yeah. They'll get it. Don't worry, their girlfriend's going to break up with them soon, so it doesn't matter. You're assuming it's a guy. How dare you? That was sexy. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, I have a soft spot for women. Come on now. Um, I'm going to answer this question quickly because the next question is sort of the same. It kind of carries over. Mm-hmm. After, you know, learning about the biopsychosocial framework, uh, how have you modified your health history intake? So specifically, Jesse, I, I didn't, I just use a CMTO recommended health history. So I didn't actually change my health history at all, but the intake itself. So after that, the subjective assessment, the verbal assessment, um, I kind of asked them questions. It actually did change my thought of like, of how to, how to ask questions. Yeah. So I didn't change my actual, my actual health history. Um, here, I'll, I'll ask the other question too, and we'll we'll yeah, we'll yeah, go off worries. it. Yeah. So the second question, the kind of the, I guess the second part of it would be, uh, how long did it take you to feel confident talking about pain science and the biopsychosocial framework? So that's a great um, question. It's a great question. Uh, I don't know if I'm I'm just more confident than I was, but I know a year from now, and I'm going to look back and be like, wow, I'm better now, and I'm going to be even more confident. So I think your confidence just snowballs um, once you learn. The you know the there's I think there's a few questions you could ask so specifically, uh, what do you think about your pain? What do you think about your dysfunction? What do you think about your um your oh yeah pain and dysfunction? What do you think about it? How do you think about it? Right? How does it affect you? And um, what do you know about it? Like what do you think is going on? So I I really want to get their full perspective of. I know, I know your back hurts. What do you think is going on? And they go, well, you tell me. I'm like, no, I, I straight up want to hear like what, you know, what uh, you think is going on. If you think it's a broken back, 
or a pinched nerve. As a massage therapist, you can go, well, I mean, no redness, no swelling. Like, do a, a physical assessment. No redness, no swelling. You walked in here, you know, no no pain down the legs. Like, you're, 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 you can feel your feet. There's no tingling. You're having no, you know, no problems with incontinence. You're, you have no muscle weakness or, you know, that sort of thing then that's a good way to approach that. So that, that kind of takes the BPS framework into account. Uh, it took me a while to be confident about it though, for sure. It took me a while to, how to frame the pain science. So I was confident talking about it, no problem, to, to him, to another person that wasn't paying me. Uh, when someone comes in for an hour, let's say, that's when it gets like, you have to be more confident with it because you need to understand what they think and then kind of, pick your battles and you you learn yeah. like yeah you kind of pick your battles of like if i say this it's just going to yeah. cause backlash and they're not going to come back yeah so you need to understand like that's a great point little baby steps because yeah, you're not just talking to them like yeah. here's my knowledge blah, 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 blah. yeah exactly you to, you, like just you're talking you know with all them. this stuff and you yeah. know it could help them doesn't mean you need to drop that on them yeah you learn how to like communicate tidbits of yeah you know usefulness exactly yeah so from a confidence standpoint and again specifically to you jesse but to everybody else it's going to take a while. I don't know if you'll ever be truly, truly confident about it. You just have to understand that you're the, you know, seemingly the expert in the situation because they came to see you because they clearly can't manage it by themselves. Yeah. So you need to be confident that you know your stuff. And I think the more you learn about it, the more, the better you get at it. Yeah. Like I'm certainly more confident with sharing my ideas yeah. of like what I do know yeah. and what I don't know. Yeah. Now that I've, just the more I've, the more people I've, trained and the more I'm not qualified to treat pain but I do my clients do deal with pain right. to a certain degree so yeah yeah um, so how long like how long I guess trying to answer the question how long did it take you to feel confident it took me at least a year I think to the level of confidence that I'm more okay with than yeah, probably before same. Yeah, yeah maybe a year well it mm -hmm. just takes doing right so it depends how many times you're doing in the day and yeah you know, if you're just having one conversation a day, it might take you longer. But if you're having yeah. it 10 times, um, obviously listening to a bunch of different podcasts, hopefully this is a good resource for people. Hopefully we help you guys out. Listening to podcasts about, you know, the Barbell Medicine guys have really good ones about how to approach talking to someone about pain science. Because it's my, if I were to give like general advice, don't talk at people, talk with them try your and this is super general advice try to pick your battles so if they don't seem recessive to it was that receptive. the right word receptive god damn recessive uh if they don't seem receptive yeah, to it passed out yeah <laughs> must revive yeah. all right well this has been episode 21 uh so you need to be if they're not receptive you don't like waste your time right now yeah the better it's good to recognize that yeah. early on you're yeah. right yeah the better thing is to get the to keep them coming in your door not from i mean from a financial standpoint sure but from a it's going to take a while for it to settle in because mm -hmm. here's how you got to think about it and we we talked about this the other day tim you and i yeah off off air we talked about you can't, oh god i lost my train of thought um you can't well, I think you're just talking about the, like how long it took. We've talked about this before, right? How yeah. long it took us as individuals to really grasp. That's it. Because yeah. she's talking Thank about you. pain science, right? That's right. So when it came to like the BPS model and pain science stuff, we heard those words a billion times before we were actually like, 
mind blown. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's what that yeah. means. You exactly. know, so it takes a long time for it to actually grow roots in your brain and then, you know, light bulbs start going off. Yeah. So planting seeds is key. Yeah. It takes a while. So it's going to take, that's what I mean about not talking at somebody because if you talk at someone, the chances of them coming back in is, you know, might be pretty slim. Um, so you need to approach it in a way that they're probably going to keep coming back. It's like, it's like training. Take training, for example, or losing yeah. weight. Yeah. It's not one time. No. Like It's not one workout. It's not yeah. one cookie that you eat is going to make you fat. It's not one salad that yeah. you eat is going to make you skinny. It's you need to keep getting them in that consistency, especially if they're in pain. If it's a simple fix, it's just going to go away on its own or, right. or you're going to fix it pretty quickly. Let's say it's a little bit of a neck kink. Uh, I think most massage therapists are pretty would be pretty good at just going, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do a tiny bit of like, like stretching, like slow stretching, passive stretching, and that could just get rid of that acute spasm. Right. If the acute spasm is there for some, you slept on a little bit weird or you like, yeah. you quickly turn your head a little and there's no mechanical damage, yeah. uh, meaning it wasn't really a strenuous enough thing to make a, let's say a grade two strain or even a grade one strain. Uh, it's going to be pretty simple. So right. that person is only going to need one. You don't have to talk any pain science to them. Right. Um, so I actually... And th this is just going to take a while to develop that confidence again. But how that, what kind of questions they're they're asking me, or what kind of things they're telling me without me at, asking a question, steers me in the direction of what question I want to ask. It's a great point. Yeah. 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 So it just it's just going to take you a while. Get good for you to, at that. The more you do it. Yeah. yeah. It's just going to take a while to figure out how to answer their questions. I guess might be the might be the thing because I, I it took me trust me and here you go Jesse. I, here you go, everyone. Uh, I <laughs> I talked at people for a while when I learned the BPS model. Yeah, me too. When I learned about pain science, I talked at people. Yeah. And weirdly enough. Look at how smart I am. I'm so smart. Your pain is like this and this and this. Even though they're like, what? Did you know that tissue damage doesn't equal pain? <laughs> yeah. No one with pain wants to hear that. You're like, you shake them. Do you not understand? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right in their face. This I grab them by the ears. Come on. How do you not know this? So it's going to take a while. Uh, yeah. Why is yeah. your jaw not on the floor? Yeah. I'm offended. Why aren't you mind blown? But again, to 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 Tim's point, it's gonna take a while for them to come around. It because it probably took you a while to come around. I mean, for the example of Jesse, like we went to the same school, we went to school together. We learned the exact same things. We didn't learn anything about pain science and stuff like that. So it was one of those times where it took a while for me to come around, and maybe I influenced her a tiny bit, like. I maybe said a couple of things that she started and she would ask questions to me on Facebook and Instagram and she'd be like, Oh, like I didn't realize that. Like, can we talk about it? I was like, yeah, like I've read from this resource and I listened to this and I did my research on this and kind of coming up to a better conclusion about, and even how to approach things. There's a lot of people on Instagram, like, you know, ourselves and me and Tim included, like hopefully we give practical applications enough that here's what we do. And it seems to work a little bit, but we're not, perfect like we have a lot to learn that we're continually learning when it comes to the body i don't think you're gonna we're never gonna know 100 so keep striving uh be okay with being uncomfortable you're gonna be wrong you're human it's all good that's pretty much the yeah that was a great question just yeah i really appreciate that was it a good that was a great question um i hope the audio is better on this podcast for you guys we finally got Definitely. two mics working Sounds we're sitting across from each other this is uh, what do they call that when you go ASMR. ASMR. I don't know what it stands for, but something audio, audio sense, uh, sensory. 
I'm fascinated that it exists. Yeah. That's like when you get real close to the mic and you hear the... We can, you can hear it. <laughs> Let's not do that to people. No, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. So man, people are making millions off it. We should probably start what? doing it. Yeah, on YouTube, man. They're like chew, eating this. And it's all of people like eating ads food. on an ASMR video? How weird is that? Yeah. Uh, well, it's usually food ones. If you were a... Oh, true. Like Arby's or something, be like, eat an Arby's sandwich <laughs> yeah. and we'll sponsor a video. I'm slurping Alpha Getty. <laughs> <laughs> Crunching ice or something. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dasani is like, freeze um, our water. How are we for cues? What do you mean? Oh, questions. Yeah. Uh, that was it. That was cool. the ones I got. Those are great. Yeah. Thank you, everyone that posed a question because that was awesome. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, we'll probably do one of these every now and then, maybe like once a month or something. Maybe yeah, this would be a great episode. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll probably, I usually try and Instagram live like a, uh, you know, like a 10 or 15 minute chunk of these podcasts so yeah. that they're give a little teaser on the Instagram. Yeah. Um, at some point, if we can get enough attention, then potentially we can grab uh, questions on the fly too. So we can, we'll collect questions like a couple days in advance, but also, excuse me, um, I can set up the Instagram live while we're podcasting and grab questions yeah. off the gram. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think we can give a look. We, maybe we can give a heads up to everyone and go, hey, yeah. we're going to be yeah. doing Instagram. We're going to yeah, be yeah. recording a podcast yeah. at 2 o'clock, at 2.30. We're going to do an Instagram live, and then they can yeah. schedule a little bit nicer. Certainly. But, cool. All right, guys. Well, this has been Between Sets. Thanks for listening, friends. Appreciate and it. And people I haven't met, but you know what? You're still my friend. Yeah. Just because we haven't met doesn't mean you're not my friend, friend. So my thing. If you guys are around... We haven't solidified it, but the Aaron Fall Fair, we will be at the front gates for two of the days for a few hours. Yeah, potentially. We potentially. haven't confirmed it yet. But, yeah, but if you guys are around the Aaron Fall Fair. In the afternoons. Yeah. I mean, more information to come Don't out. Don't sneak in. Don't sneak in. Support your Pay local for, community. Pay for the tickets. Yeah. And yeah. come on through the gates yeah. and you'll see me and Tyler there. Yeah. Supporting our modus gear. If you guys never seen us in person. Yeah. Come check it out. We'll have a couple modus shirts to give away. Ooh, it's a hard maybe. <laughs> it's a hard maybe. <laughs> do we have any left? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we got a few. We got a lot of mediums, you know. Yeah, all the larges are gone, which is sad because I was just going to take another one. Because to them, but we'll be yeah. ordering more. We'll be definitely. I want to get more merch going early 2020. So maybe February-ish, putting in order March. Yeah. So. And do you want to talk about a menu? Are you done? Oh no! I, I want to give it to you. Okay, so. never mind. We're yeah. not okay. Don't good. even want to say it. It's That's all good. Another we'll teaser it for you guys. Comes. Another teaser. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Sign off. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the questions. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> See ya. See you.